Just got information that we had a major accident uh, with uh, crude oil in the vicinity of the Hayward Yard. There's no such thing as over-preparing for a disaster. Welcome to Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. On this episode of Hidden Tracks, we'll take you inside our emergency operations center to learn what BART is doing to be as ready as possible for the next big one or any other disaster that could strike the region. It's an ongoing responsibility that BART has made a top priority. To learn more, we'll hear from BART Emergency Manager, Marla Blagg. Marla, thank you so much for your time and inviting us over to the Emergency Operations Center. Great, thanks for coming and visiting us here. Absolutely. So we're sitting in BART's very own Emergency Operations Center. I, I think a lot of our riders may not even be aware that BART has a center like this. Kind of describe the room we're in and, and what happens here. Sure, it's just one large room and we have television sets and we have cable, direct TV. We have our CCTV cameras, whiteboards, large conference table and conferencing av ability with the telephones, and also all your administrative supplies, photocopier, paper, pens. And this is our command center, so if there's any large issue that happens at BART, we can get all into one spot and discuss what's going on about the incident and try to solve and, and support whatever needs the districts have. Yeah, I know you played a, a really a leading role in getting this emergency operations center up and running, getting it established. Let's talk about that and why does BART need its own EOC? Sure. When I came on to BART, I'm a new hire, about four years now, and we didn't have a large command center where we could coordinate any incidents. And uh, so we built out the room. It was an existing structure and it came together quite quickly. And why we need it, it's a great central point for everyone to come, hear the same information, reduce the silos, and be able to work uh, really strategically and effortless in moving the district faster for system restoration in a safe and timely manner. And I would imagine that's really important because in responding to an emergency, the timing of it, minutes can really count. It really can, especially in the past year where we've had some uh, heavy rains and some wind, wind effects. We have some uh, weather-related incidents that have affected BART, and having a system that's in a ready state 24-7, it allows us to be able to come together quickly and, and solve our, our system's issues. Generally speaking, do many transit agencies have an emergency operations center? The larger transit operators, LA Metro, any of the large metropolitan transit operators, usually have a dedicated 24-7 emergency operations center. Some of the smaller transit operators may have more of a department operations center, or we also have at BART uh, operations control center, which actually is running the system in the trains. So the EOC helps to support and manage um, the system. We don't run or operate any of the system out of here, but we support the needs of the district. And so larger operators have emergency operations centers and smaller operators sometimes can be um, situated in the city or county emergency operations center. Can you describe how much planning happens here at BART when it comes to preparing for emergencies? Well, my daily duties is planning, preparedness, planning, mitigation, planning, preparedness. <laughs> so every day it's trying to look at 
the what ifs and trying to determine solutions and strategies to make sure that those what ifs don't become a challenge for our riders. I'm speaking with Marla Blagg, who is BART's emergency manager. BART has to prepare for all sorts of possibilities. I mean, it could range from terrorism, it could range to natural disasters. Of course, we live in earthquake country. What sort of challenges does it present to have to be ready for so many different scenarios? Well, preparedness is an all-hazard uh, planning tool that we do. And the challenge is, is you never know the size, the complexity, any cascading events. So as long as you plan and prepare a real solid framework, a base structure, then it allows for opportunities to plan for other uh, national planning scenarios, which is recommended by the National Preparedness Guidelines. And that's where we can deal with hazardous materials, uh, beyond weather-related incidents, technological incidents, and just having that broad-based all-hazards planning approach is it allows you to be more prepared for whatever could be thrown your way. Yeah, and there really is that unknown element. For example, it wasn't that long ago I know the Emergency Operations Center was activated because we had a report of a barge that sank near the Transbay Tube. Now, that ended up not having any sort of impact on the BART system, but nonetheless, it just shows there are many, many things that could happen, and you have to respond to it. Yes, and what that allowed us to do by uh, staffing up the Emergency Operations Center for that incident, it allowed our partners, the Coast Guard, uh, to be able to come together and give us updates and briefings and keep us abreast of the situation and if there was any issues to our riders. Yeah, and that's a big deal too is collaboration, is having those relationships with other agencies and being able to bring them in here on short notice. Talk about why that's important and what you do to build those relationships. Sure, we work with our local fire departments on an ongoing basis with uh, training drills and exercises. We meet regularly with the fire department in the Emergency Operations Center. Also, our law enforcement partners and other California Office of Emergency Services partners have all met in the EOC, and that helps. So if there is an incident and we need support from our other partnering agencies, they already know where the Emergency Operations Center is. They're familiar with the room. They're familiar with our capabilities. And it's a good learning opportunity, too, so they understand our district and our system a little bit better so they can respond and help our riders in, in a safe manner. I'm speaking with Marla Blagg, who is BART's Emergency Manager, and we're in BART's Emergency Operations Center. Now, we talked about this a little bit, I mean, but teamwork really is important in this field, and you're someone who's well-connected in the community and with many of these other law enforcement agencies. It just seems like that's a real focal point for emergency preparedness and response is already being on the same page when something happens. Yeah, it's really important, and I'll give you an, an example. When we had did some planning with San Francisco Department of Emergency Management. When we started talking about uh, an incident or a scenario for an exercise, San Francisco had made some assumptions at BART that we wouldn't be running and supporting the movement of our riders. And in fact, we would be running. So it's really great to talk about these planning scenarios and exercises in advance to make sure that we all know what our capabilities and support will be during an incident. So, Marla, let's talk a little bit about you. I, I know you mentioned you joined the agency about four years ago. How did you first get involved in this field? So I came from the public health department, and years ago the public health department was provided 
Homeland Security funds to deal with different types of health-related effects that, um, like pandemic flu and, and different sorts of areas where the public can be involved in a large-scale disaster. And from there, my training just kept expanding and expanding, and I became the fire department's emergency manager and provided support to them, and then came over to BART to be support to the transportation sector. What do you like about this kind of work? What I really love about this work is it's challenging. Every day is a new day. You're always trying to come up with strategies and solutions for things that you hadn't thought of before. And it's really about making sure that we provide a safe system for our riders and any way that I can help support that and make sure that we are prepared in the future to be more resilient so that we're here to provide a service is what I like best. Yeah, it, it really is quite a challenge and a responsibility when you think about it. On a typical weekday, we're carrying well over 400,000 people on our trains. Uh, that's the population of a pretty large city. I mean, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with that, isn't there? Yeah, there's, it's a lot of responsibility, but it's also really worthwhile. And um, just knowing that every effort that we take for preparedness activities really makes the system stronger, more resilient, and we're here to provide that service to our riders, and I'm glad to be a part of the team that's able to do that. It's an interesting career trajectory for you because this had been, at least in the past, a, a male-dominated field. For you and your career goals, has that presented any sort of a challenge for you? No, I don't think it presents any sort of a challenge whatsoever. I think the reason why it was predominantly uh, male-oriented is because it was another duty as assigned. Uh, emergency management wasn't really a true career discipline until most recently. And it was an assignment that was given to firefighters or to police officers. But now the, many of the universities offer career emergency management degrees, and you'll find that there's more females in the field now, which is wonderful. I mean, being at least a little prepared can really go a long way, especially for folks who rely on the BART system. Do you have any preparedness tips for riders? What should they have in mind when they're on our trains? Well, I think that they should have their own preparedness plan, and that goes from being prepared at home, knowing how to shut off your utilities and when you need to shut off your utilities, but also having a communication plan with your family and friends so that if you are in the system and the system, for whatever reason, has to stop and you are in a different area, having a communication plan so that you know how to inform your loved ones where you're at and also knowing the area so that if you do have to get off in a different spot than you're normally, be familiar with the other transit routes and the other systems that are available to you. Do you think all the effort, all the work that goes into emergency preparedness at BART, should that give our riders confidence that they're safe and that we can respond quickly when a disaster strikes? Absolutely. Our preparedness efforts with our partners, our first responders, especially our fire departments, they're all very, very familiar with our system. They know how to respond. They've been training in our system for years, and our riders should feel really great about the service and support that we get from our fire folks. However, they always need to be prepared and be vigilant and, and take responsibility for their own safety and be aware of your surroundings and coming in uh, to and from the stations and, and making sure that you are um, 
vigilant and, and know what's around you. And I know we all are very interested in our cell phones, but it's good to look around and, and just be cautious and ensure your own safety. Yeah, and, and I want to pick up on that as well, though, too, because that really is important. Everybody has a role in this, and we tend to get in our own cocoon, especially with the, the PDAs, with the cell phones and whatnot, and, and that really can be a problem. Yeah, I think you just need to be aware of your of your surroundings. And also, we've got great safety placards in our BART trains. Read those safety placards and, and be familiar with emergency procedures on the trains. And, you know, listen to your train operator. They will give you instructions during an emergency. And so be, be, um, be listening for those messages. BART's Emergency Manager Marla Blagg, thank you so much for your hard work and your time for this interview. Great. Thanks so much, Chris. And thank you for listening to Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course at our website, bart.gov podcasts.